Hello, and welcome to the Superhero by Design podcast, a show where we interview real life superheroes. My name is Ace, and I'll be your host. Today, I have the immense pleasure of speaking with a man who has taken his life to the next level. He is the CEO of a very successful IT company. However, his professional accolades are not what brings this man happiness, nor does it drive him to be a better version of himself every day. I have a feeling that this episode is going to be a game changer. Let's give it up for Kelly, Superman, Siegel. Kelly? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> My daughter calls me Superman. I have a Superman logo so, or a belt buckle. So she, uh, that's that. You're doing something right if, if, if multiple people think you're Superman. But uh, I'm honored. Thank you for the introduction. And, and man, am I, uh, I always like to meet somebody by the name of Ace. That's pretty awesome. Well, welcome to the show. It is an immense pleasure to have you on. Kelly is the CEO of National Technology Management, NTM, which is one of the top IT companies in the world. He is also the author of the book, Harder Than Life, which tells his life story, lessons learned, and ways in which you can improve your life. Follow Kelly on Instagram at kelly.siegel.71. All right. Well, let's get started, man. I know you're a guy who likes to hit the day hard. And I'm going to hit you hard with this first question. All right. I'm ready, Ace. You do nothing you're going to give me that I can't handle. I've, I'm, I'm playing with house money, man. I, I shouldn't even be here. Well, let's uh, let's jump right into it, man. How are you doing? I am fabulous. It's uh, what is it? 10 o'clock right now. My day started about 430 this morning. It's just like midday and I'm fired up. That's awesome, man. I am an early riser as well. I from following your Instagram, I know you're big into working out, physical strength, endurance, things like that. And I think working out is just one of the best things you can do to start your day off right. Well, it's for me, it's the only way I've been doing it. I was teasing somebody the other day. I said, man, I've been doing this for 30 years. Shouldn't we get like a retirement badge so I can just keep this body and get the rewards from it? But it's not. Truth be told, uh, everyone's like, oh, you're so lucky. You own your own company. You get to go work out with you. Man, if I don't go to the gym, it's part of my daily uh, standards and programs that I do to survive really truthfully. Um, and, and the backstory that we haven't got into yet is I started working out years ago because I grew up scared to death, uh, nonstop my whole life, my whole childhood, my entire childhood. I was scared of my parents and my mother, my stepfather, and that they were going to kill me. So I, uh, worked out, got tough and nobody's Nobody, you better be tough. If, I carry a gun and I got guns. So, uh, ain't nobody going to kill me. Uh, it's not real hard to find out where I live. Um, good luck. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, I, that is freaking awesome. So talking about growing up in a rough environment, um, when I was doing research on you, I had found out that you grew up actually near eight mile, Michigan, the whole M&M story. Um, can you, get into that and just give us a, a paint a picture of what your childhood looked like. Yeah. For those of you that have seen the movie eight mile, uh, Marshall Mathers, uh, grew up and right, right by me. And, and, uh, so did his, uh, the, 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 his mother of his children. She grew up two streets away from me. So if you ever see the movie eight mile, it's pretty much how we grew up. And I take it one step further. If you ever watch a, uh, Hallmark after school special where there's a rough school, excuse me, <coughs> where there's a rough school, and uh, the name of the school is always Lincoln High School. And that's where I went, Lincoln High School. So, man, it's all we ever knew. We just, our, our friends were our family. Our parents were never around. For my parents, I can't speak for everybody, were alcoholics. Uh, I, 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 maybe they're functioning drunks. I don't know. They just never were around. So we raised ourselves. Uh, our, our friends were family. They were brotherhood. That's where you got your love. And uh, it was... Uh, fight for survival every single day. And then you'd fight each other and fight everybody. And you didn't know any better, but that was the norm. And then what did I do? Followed right in the footsteps and became, um, uh, loving the naughty water myself for many, many years. And that's where the, really the change occurred when I decided to, uh, separate myself from, uh, from booze. Yeah. So growing up in that atmosphere, like you had mentioned, you don't know any different when we're kids, our world, we don't, we can't see outside of that, except for 
at times, maybe small bits and pieces, potentially uh, mentors that have come in your life, things like that. Was there anybody when you were growing up that kind of let you see a different way of living or a different lifestyle or anything like that? Yeah, there was good and bad. My father, my my biological father was a uh, drug addict. And uh, so he had an amazing parents that lived uh, a little better off. And I became really close to his parents, which are my grandparents, who kind of took me under their wing. They knew something was going on that wasn't right, but they didn't couldn't put their finger on it. And, and when you're a kid and you're being abused, you think it's your fault. So you don't want to say anything. And just recently through Instagram, I connected with some, some elementary school friends and, you know, my book released and they're all calling it like, man, you just told all of our stories. And it's just, that's why I'm doing this to create awareness that, man, you're not alone. Uh, we're all going through this together. And when I talked to one of my dearest, dearest childhood friends, he's like, man, I thought that was going on with you. He's like, uh, but I didn't know. He was like, I, I, I didn't know how to ask, you know, we, we're not, we're not prepared or we're not groomed to talk here. Here's the, here, have this difficult conversation. Is your dad beating you or is your stepfather beating you? Is your mother beating you? And then what would you do at that point if the answer was yes? So, um, at any rate, I, I don't say this story to woe is me. I, I have absolutely no, if you read my book, it talks about how I turned, I leveraged all of this as motivation and fuel for many, many years. It was a chip on my shoulder that I was going to show the world. And I was really just going to show my stepfather, my mother that I met, that I mattered because when I grew up, I didn't exist. I was there to be their slave, so to speak. And just when they were around, wait on their beck and call. I had chores that were just astronomical. I literally had to cook, clean, uh, uh, make sure that my stepfather's bed was made. He had a, you'll read about it in my book where I, they, they would go out drinking separately because they couldn't be together because they would kill each other if they were. And he would lock the door so she, so my mom couldn't get to him and hurt him and he would pee in a jar. And my job was to empty that pee jar every single day. And if I didn't empty it, he would spill it on my bed, which would create more work for me. Stupid, sick, the twisted way to, to do things. But hey, to this day at National Technology Management, I do it right the first time because I'm not going to have uh, time to do it right the second time. Um, so I used all of these lessons and, and, as fuel. The one I wish I would have left behind was the, was the alcohol. Uh, I didn't, um, but I figured it out later. Well, so the mentor was my, my step or my, my real, my biological father, which would get me sometimes on the weekends when I didn't interfere with his drugs. And then as I got older, right around 14, my grandparents really took me under their wing and I was able to see a different, uh, they, they lived on the, on the right side of the tracks and I could see, I experienced love and feeding and just normal, what a normal childhood would be. But again, that was only you know, on sporadic weekends when my mother and my stepfather would allow me to get out of their, 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 I don't know, their dungeon, so to speak. So again, I don't say this to say, woe is me. I say this to, Hey, no matter how bad your circumstances are, they can be changed. And the moment you forgive what happened to you, you forgive the people and you forgive yourself you're able to flip that on his head and do good things like write books, do podcasts and be on and meet people that with the name Ace. <laughs> no, I love it, man. And you've hit on so many different things that are just, I, I feel so important. First, leveraging your situation. Everybody starts somewhere else. We, we don't all start at the same place. However, we all have the same amount of hours in the day and we all have choices that we can make you could take your story and you could be, play the victim or you could take your story and empower you. Now, I'm not taking away any of the abuse that you had received. I grew up in an alcoholic family as well, and I struggled with coping mechanisms for a good portion of my life, alcohol being a numbing agent for me as well. And what I learned personally is exactly what you had just said by forgiving your parents, forgiving yourself. And I didn't even know for years and years and years that I was holding so much 
resentment towards my parents. But then once I was able to empathize with them and see the struggles that they went through when they were children, the addictive cycle specifically for them when they were growing up, they grew up in poverty as well. And once I was able to see that part of them and that they were human, they weren't able to break their own cycles. That gave me one sympathy towards them. I could put myself in their shoes, forgive them. And now that empowered me to break that cycle of addiction that was in my family. And it seems like... I'm sorry to cut you off. What was the pivotal moment for you? What what made you say, okay, I've had enough. I'm going to do this. Well, I, I didn't realize that I had enough. I just knew my life was kind of getting out of control. This was probably about a year and a half ago for me. And I went to this men's event where it was designed specifically to break you down. And so if I didn't go to this event, I would have just been playing life for who knows how much longer living what I called an, I called myself average Joe. My middle name is Joseph. And there was a character that I created of myself called average Joe and average Joe was kind of a pushover. He was this guy who kind of let people, you know, control him. This happened in all parts of my life, from my personal life to my businesses, all of that. And so this event, I didn't know what was going to happen. I just knew the person that invited me. I trusted them. I trusted him. And we did these emotional exercises where essentially I got broken down. And I always tell people that when you have emotional scars over the years, things like alcohol, pornography, those are for me, television, things like that. I build up scar tissue. And as you know, someone who is very fit and athletic, the only way to get to an injury is you got to break down that scar tissue. And anytime you break down scar tissue, it hurts like hell, but it's a necessary part of that. So that's what this event had done. It broke down all that emotional uh, scarring that I had to get down to that wound that I had, the resentment I had towards my parents. And once I was able to let that go, man, I, I just felt so much weight off my shoulders and I could just propel myself forward. Well, you just define what harder than life means to me. It, it, it is literally feeling the feels and, and not tapping out to the first sign of discomfort and pain and just sitting in your thoughts and feelings and realizing that they're not going to last. So all too often, we're just so quick to grab some sort of crutch, whether it be alcohol or drugs or sex or pornography or food or friends or just working. Um, so that's literally what I'm trying to create awareness. It's first, let's be honest with yourself that there is an issue and that you want to live a better life and then make every step towards going that way. And, and the simplest thing is it, it's, there's, it's no, there's no magic pill and there's no one way and there's one, no one size fits all. But I tell you what, if you don't make the change, the one way that you're going to go is going to be bad. Meaning uh, if you're using alcohol as a coping mechanism, so to speak, this ends bad. Alcohol is not your friend. Uh, if you're using drugs, same thing. You're just, you're, you're kicking the can down the street. So um, that's, it's funny to hear how similar our back, our, our, backstory is and then how we overcame it is very different but we overcame it and then the foundation of it though is the same i guarantee i can pick through you know the five or six different habits that the daily consistent discipline that you do to be able to freaking excel in this be a superhero so to speak and it's all the same and 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 my goal is to create awareness that if you're kicking that can down the street, you're just wasting, you're, you're not living your life. And that is where, uh, that, uh, in alignment happens. Uh, and, and, and the closer you are in alignment with who you want to be and who you are, that's happiness. That's joy. And, 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 and I tell you every single day I wake up and I'm happy and I'm excited and I'm, I'm, I'm raring to go. As soon as my feet hit the ground, it's like, uh Oh, I don't have bad days, man. And I just posted about this, that, that we're all in search of this amazing high. Like 
every day is supposed to be so amazing. I got a newsflash for you, man. Spoiler alert. That's not the way the world works. And if we did, you, your, your heart would pop out of your chest because you'd be just pumping so much. But the, the, the opposite is, is just as true is you shouldn't be depressed all day long, every day. The 90% of our life or 80% of our life is spent in that middle area where everything's just okay. And that's cool, man. And if you're using any kind of crutch, no matter what it is, you get those ups and downs and the roller coaster. And that's what creates chaos and calamity and um, uncomfortability. And, and just for me, that, that's, that's the whole shame and scared and uh, anxiety. Insert negative emotion here. And then somebody doesn't want to feel that. And, oh, my God, what do I do? And I got a new slash room. Again, no magic pill. You just use exercise, diet, meditation, journaling, uh, uh, podcasts, books. I repeat, 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 repeat. And eventually that scar tissue will break up. And the, every time you get triggered, it gets less and less and less. And that's it. And you do that repeat, repeat, repeat. Why do we shower every day? Because they work. So I do these every single day. Not a day is missed. And I live a good life. It's been four years, a little over four years that I've been living this lifestyle. And here's the best part. Life is so good. I don't measure success in finances, but finances at NTM are great. We're about to start monetizing everything at Harder Than Life. That allows me to meet amazing people like you, which allows me to give back to charity. A portion of every proceed of every dollar that we make for Harder Than Life, we're going to donate to children's charities. That's what gives you meaning and gives you a reason for being. And we're not going to stop. Just starting. I'm excited. And uh, sky's the limit for us. I couldn't agree with you more, man. I feel like our messages are almost in complete alignment with one another. I didn't start this podcast. I wrote a book this past year myself, also aptly named Superhero by Design. But the mission for me, and I think our missions are pretty aligned. We want to improve ourselves so that we can be better for other people so that we can give. It's not about money. Money I always say is the lowest form of currency. Relationships are the highest form of currency. And if we could better ourselves every day, then we can be better for other people. We can lead people. We can give more of ourselves. I always coin the term, be more to do more. Mm, and I like those are the, the two pillars that I live my life by. Growth well, Ace, they and contribution. Tell you when you're not Sorry to interrupt. Well, they tell you when you're on an airplane to, to, to put your mask on before you're helping others. So you have to be whole and you have to love yourself and be whole with yourself before you can help anybody else. You can't pour into anybody else's cup if yours isn't full. So I, I, I heard this on a podcast this morning. And I just if you're living a rich inner life, you're going to live an even more abundant and rich. And when I say rich, I don't mean monetarily. It is, you're going to live the most amazing life in alignment out exterior and people are going to flock to you and you do it with love and kindness and just, and, and the Buddhist got it right. Everything is love. So uh, what I want, I'm curious to ask you a question. What made you did uh, things backwards? Like I did, you wrote a book first and then did all, all this stuff. What made you write your book? For me, I did this thing called the 100 Day Challenge, which we're actually going to be starting again, I think like February 5th, I believe. Anyways, 100 days. I want to know about that too. That's the next question I have. <laughs> it's your podcast, but I have questions for you. Yeah. So go, go, well, what made you write the book? I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the 100 Day Challenge real quick. So for 100 days, you do just an insane amount of things. You can do as many or as little as you want. I talk about this in, in previous episodes, but there's eight categories of your life, health and fitness being one, finances, spirituality, so on and so forth. And so at that time in my life, I needed to improve all eight categories. So for a hundred days, it's kind of like 75 hard, except- I was just gonna say, it sounds like 75 hard. Yeah, except it's it's 75 hard on, on cocaine. It's like insane. <laughs> so I started, Waking up at five. You hear that, Andy Priscilla? Ace That's called you out. Coming out. Coming for you, Andy. No. <laughs> um, yeah, but so 
you know, I was getting up at five 30 in the morning. I hired uh, a trainer. So I was, I dropped about 45 pounds throughout the hundred days, just exercising. So I was getting all these parts of my life together. And part of the challenge is do a project that you can give to the world. And I had tried to write a book a few times. I'd get to maybe 50, 100 pages and then life would get in the way and I'd stop writing. And so I never completed a book. And so for the 100 days, I was like, all right, I'm going to write a book in 100 days. And day 100, I finished the first draft of the book, subsequently got it edited. And it came out this past November. And it's absolutely insane because when you create something like that, it's there forever. It is now a part of you. And it's something that I can continually give to people, give to the world, inspire them, empower them long after I'm gone too. So it's so powerful. Uh, You scared me a little bit because my book launches tomorrow, official launch, but Amazon's been shipping it. And there is some scary stories in there that I I was like, oh, I can't believe I wrote that. I wrote my book in about 90 days. to get the first draft done. So it's amazing how, you know, again, we're in alignment. So yeah, it's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. I don't know if you've gotten a hard copy of it yet, but when I received my first hard copy, I just held it in my hands and stared at it. And I was just, oh, there it is. Yep. Harder than life. Um, It's surreal as can be. I still look at it and go, what did I do? How did this, this was just an idea years ago and then during covid and i just started writing and all of a sudden it it's now this that's turned into a podcast that's turned into personal development that who knows what's next you know i have no idea where i'm going with it but there's just it was, i got this about a week ago and it was it's just weird to see your face uh, and, and yeah they, they the publisher sent me 100 copies and i'm like what do i do with these and before i could give them away to my close friends every single one of them ordered it already Oh, it's so incredible. The support is, is amazing. And you know, it's, it's the subtitles overcoming poverty, addiction, and violence, because that's, that's the way we grew up, man. Yeah, no, that's incredible. I will definitely order a copy myself because I'll order yours too. And I, I, I apologize. I just learned about who you were the other day and uh, I will read your book and I will, uh, I will give a, I, I read a lot. So that's part of when I really get amped up or triggered, I sit and read. Um, so I, I feel my mind, I'm addicted to the advancement of my mind and my being. I just, I love it. And if you can see over here, I have a big uh, uh, library where I read everything though, anything and everything. So I, I got a list of books that, that I just love it. That's right. Growth has brought me so much happiness. I remember in college and just loving to learn and once I started working on my businesses uh, as an employee and then starting my own thing, I kind of got out of growth for a while and I didn't realize it at the time. But once I started reading again, once I started improving myself, my level of happiness just went through the roof. Like I would get so excited to wake up and go to the gym. I get super excited every morning to open up my Bible and read my Bible. Like, it's so insane. Things that don't make me comfortable. Going to the gym doesn't make me comfortable because I push myself hard. Reading at night when I'm dog tired from a full day. Not easy to do, but I feel great after I do it. I feel great during the process. And I don't know. I always tell people you can have a simple life, but it's not going to be an easy life. Well, it's like, Ace, it's, it's, I just said this to you, do hard things until they become easy. And I, it's non-negotiable for me. That's what harder than life is. It's, I'm not going to negotiate with myself. I am not. As soon as I say something, you can see it right here. Consisting is what, what people do for excellence. It's, I'm not going to say, well, today I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow or, or today I'm going to work or today I'm going to take it out. It's this, there's no options, but to move forward and win. I, I'm not going to sit here and put off till tomorrow what I can do today because <clears throat> I'm going to win today and I'm going to win tomorrow and I'm going to continue winning every single day. And when you do that 365 straight days, you have a good year. So it's all too often. That's the first chapter in my book is self-awareness. 
So many people talk to themselves poorly. What'd you say? Average Joe. That's BS, man. You are not average. You are here for a reason. Stop talking to yourself negatively. Be positive. You matter. You're here for a reason. And let's figure out what that reason is together. So, and then you make promises to yourself and you freaking keep them. Because if you, if you can't keep the promises to yourself, you're no good to anybody else. That's the first thing. And all too often, people are lying to themselves. Oh, drinking isn't a problem. Drugs isn't a problem. Sex isn't a problem. Porn isn't a problem. But are you lying to yourself? And the answer is probably. If you're not living in complete alignment, there you know what's keeping you from there. Let's, let's attack that together. That's what harder than life is. And I got a newsflash for you. It isn't, it's not nearly as hard once you get going. Once you get through the first 78 days, it takes 78 days to form a habit. Once you can do this for 78 days, you start creating a positive momentum train that just continues. Man, I don't think about when I got to go to the gym. I don't think about when I got to meditate. I don't think about when I got to journal. It just, boom, and we're going to happen. Now, I tell you, if the day gets busy, because there's certain times I own a home in Florida, certain times I got to be up at super early and just boom, straight to the airport now. And uh, my whole day is turned upside down and I feel it, but I get to everything I got to do. And those are the only days I allow myself not to work out because believe me, if uh, I didn't work out for a determined amount of time, like a week or so, my daughter will look at me and say, dad, have you been to the gym? I, I go to the gym and I just, it's been just the way I clear my head. You know, owning a company isn't difficult, but it isn't easy either. So uh, life is simple, but it isn't easy. So first thing is that bullshit story that you're telling yourself if if you're if you're uh, not achieving the level of success that you want. And then the second thing is continuing to talk to yourself extremely positively. And then ask yourself, why not me? Why not? That's right. That's right. I believe that all of us not only are born with gifts and talents, we have to, we have to work on them. It's just not a given that, uh, that we're going to be born like Michael Jordan or LeBron James. You got to work on it. But at the same time too, I believe everybody is here for a reason. Everybody, they use the term, not everybody's a unique snowflake. I believe everybody is unique and special. Everybody in my, in my belief is an image of God. And that is not to be taken lightly. People have the ability to do great things in their lives, no matter where they come from, no matter. And you, you just said it, the stories we tell ourselves are the most disempowering things that control our lives. And once you break free of those stories and rewrite your story, that also helps liberate you to really do whatever it is you want in life. And they said happens one day at a time. Again, I go back to that magic pill. There's no elevator to it. it it's just not going to today. I'm going to I'm going to start loving myself and I'm going to be honest with myself. And tomorrow I'm going to be better. That's not the way it works. you got to put in the work. You talked about Michael Jordan, LeBron James, throw in Kobe Bryant there. They were the hardest workers in the mm-hmm. room. So yep. this is not easy. I, if, if people saw my daily routines, they pass out. But. It also provides me so much freedom that I get to do whatever I want, whenever I want. I'm sitting today in a white t-shirt and sweatpants. It's Monday. And I've made a bunch of sales calls this morning. I made all my, my day's pretty much full over, but I'm going to continue to work and continue to grind and um, realize that life is what you make it. And I'm going to, I choose to make it a freaking wonderful life with lots and lots of freedom and, and any, and choice. And I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to be the victor. So uh, they say, you know, Ed Milet, since you brought up Vanny Fursella, his buddy Ed Milet always says, uh, God doesn't qualify the called. He calls the, no, no, it's the other way. He, he doesn't qualify. He doesn't call the qualified. He calls, he qualifies the called. So basically, if you don't think you can, that's a story you're telling yourself. Just go do it and God will find the way. That's right. I and, love and Joe Dispenza says it this way. He says, figure out the what and the why and the how will, will appear. That's right. I didn't know I was going to write a book. I didn't know I was going to do a podcast. It just happened. I'm with you 100%, man. 
So for those of you listening, Kelly is the CEO of National Technology Management, NTM, which is one of the top IT companies in the world. He is also the author of a book. And by the time this show airs, it is going to be available. It is called Harder Than Life, which tells his life story, lessons learned, and the ways in which you can improve your life. Follow Kelly on Instagram at kelly.siegel.com. Dot 71. That's the number seven one. So we hit a little bit earlier on the show, kind of what got me to break down that scar tissue, the event that happened in my life. What, uh, what was the event that told you like enough was enough? This life I'm living is not the life that I want to live and I need to make an immediate change. Well, I'm trying to soften my stance. I've been doing a lot of uh, talk about, you know, anti-alcohol and it really, that's not really my stance. So I'm not sober. I don't work a program. I simply choose not to drink. And it was the moment that I chose to disassociate with the naughty water that changed my life. And I just kept noticing that every time there was drama and chaos in my life, alcohol was present. So I just stopped. Um, you know, I, I, I just said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take 90 days and, and it goes right back to my 78 days. I just chose 90 cause it sounded better. And I said, I'm going to take 90 days away from alcohol. Day 91. I felt great. I said, I'm gonna do another 90 days day, and day 181. It was 4th of July. And I just said, what do I need this for? And, um, you know, I, I don't, again, I don't work a program, so it's not like I'll never drink. I don't think I'll drink again, but I don't care. I just, once I disassociated uh, with alcohol, I started feeling my feelings and I'm like, this is, this sucks at first, but man, was it cool when you started really understanding why you did things. Why uh, was I the life of the party. Why did I demand to be this obnoxious, crazy party animal? Why, what drove me to do all this? And, um, once you figure that out, it's like you're reborn, man. Ace, that's why I'm trying to soften that, that if you, if you have an unhealthy relationship with, with, uh, alcohol or cannabis, if it's, and you know it, you, if, if I say this and you feel it or you, or the bigger one, if you're rejecting it, you're like, he's an idiot. You have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. And I invite you to just try, try 90 days, try doing it without 90 days. It, 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 I, my, I was in therapy for years and he'd say, just quit drinking. Everything will be better. No, what he, yeah, what he forgot to tell me is that, uh, I'd start feeling my feelings, but I became really addicted to that feeling, my feelings and feeling my way through life. It does not mean that I don't feel crappy. I have days and and lately it's been Saturdays, man. I just have these, I call them seagull self-care Saturdays and I just am in my feels and it is uncomfortable. But I sit with a journal and I go to the gym and I spend a couple hours in the gym and I meditate and I read and every Saturday that I do that, it gets a little easier and a little easier because we're always processing something. And, you know, this week, my, my podcast launches, my book launch, it's a little scary. I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I put myself out there and who says that this is what I'm supposed to be doing? It's that self-talk again. But I think the world of myself, uh, <laughs> I love me. I love me some me. So my uh, defining moment was just looking back and not getting the results that I believe I, I was working hard for. So I was, I was self-sabotaging myself with uh, the naughty water. And the moment I, I just said, you know, it, it, I, I think it was one of your podcasts. It said, you know, life is a math question. And if you just, you just wrote every, all the data down and then saw what the correlation is when I was looking at the data, which was hard to say because I was tremendously financially successful. I was a good dad. I was a good leader. I still did charity, but it just was holding me back. I had hit a ceiling and alcohol was that ceiling. So again, I'm not saying that, uh, 
that I work a program. I'm not saying I'm an alcoholic. I just chose, I've been, I'm over four years now since I've touched it. And I just choose to, to sit in my feelings and it's fun. Uh, I look at it as a challenge now. It's it's a new chip on my shoulder because I'm not angry at my my parents anymore. I, they did the best they could. I don't have that chip to survive. So I make it a game that says, okay, how do I lean into these feelings and grow from that? And I, I make it a game. And the prize is I, I, I live a rich inner life that I can then emanate to everybody else and make a difference in this world. And to me, that's living. And so many people that are that are, have that unhealthy relationship with drugs or alcohol or insert, insert crutch here are, are just existing, man. And that's no way I want to live. That's right. Yeah, I, I, you hit me right in the heart with that. I felt like just existing, it was making me miserable. I was 38 at the time and I look back at my life and I did a lot of good things. I made money. I took care of my family. I was a good person of the community. I'm not getting in trouble doing stupid shit or anything like that. But just getting by, I was like, man, if I died today, what would I have left for the world? Would I have made the world a better place? Would I, would, would I have changed the lives of people? And I just had to be real with myself and say, not not the way I want to. I don't think I'm really making that big of an impact. I want to jump in there. I want to jump in there. I'm sorry. I, I, and, and I want to remind people, the listeners, that you were functioning and you weren't hurting anybody. That was, I rationalized and justified my own BS over and over. I had a driver that, so I never hurt anybody. I, I didn't drink and drive. And I was a good father and I was always present. I didn't drink around my daughter. Uh, it, and we donated to charity and volunteer. I did, did everything. But it just something was missing. And that's what you're explaining. But keep in mind that just because the universe isn't punishing you, that there are still red flags. There still are warning signs. You got to look. It's with the it's with the hangover. It's with the saying something stupid. It's with the regret that comes with whatever you did the night before. It's the shame. It's, it's So if you're feeling any of these stuff, go to harderthanlife.com, click on the button, and I'll help you. And I'm sure that Ace has programs too, and you matter, and I'm, on, I'm here to help. So, But don't sweep it under the rug because – uh, avoiding this is just kicking a can down the road. And it's ultimately, I mean, it's, we, we're coming out of suicide prevention month. There's, we don't want that. Yeah. That's what ultimately happens. The interesting thing about your story is that from the outside looking in successful business, life of the party, good dad, respectable person of the community from the outside, anybody that, that sees your life is like, man, this guy's got it made. He's financially successful. He's, his physique is great. He's a great person to be around, but it's so crazy how on the inside and correct me if I'm wrong, but you did not feel that way. Like maybe you were, I don't know if you felt like you were a phony. I hate or you I'll, just I'll rescue you, man. I hate, I felt like a phony. I felt like a fraud. I, hated any picture that I was in. And, and I like me, I liked me then too, but I hated pictures of myself because my skin was all blotchy and I was bloated. It was from the alcohol and it was just a daily reminder of the universe saying, Hey, you need to do something about this. You need to do something about this. And, uh, so if you, if, if you're having those feelings, pay attention, uh, there's, there's a reason for them. So yeah. Um, I did not like who I was. And, and from the outside, uh, I was successful. But I will tell you this, this. I've been having a lot of conversations about this lately. Is, is if you're younger and you think, ah, I don't have a problem right now. If you, if you don't do address it now, it gets worse. It progresses. That's how alcoholism, that's how drugs, because it takes more to reach that high. So if you're 30, so to speak, 
you get wait till you get to 40 and you and you still continue on that path it takes more and you will amp it up and then it will become a problem so at the very end of my association with alcohol uh, i was on the outside it wasn't as glorious you could see the blocks on my face you could hear the the outbursts or the or the the alcohol talking more than it should have and people oh that's just kelly he's just drunk and and, and that's please if you're in an association, if your friends are doing that, that is, it's not a cry for help, but it's a sign that they need help. And all too often we're friends and we, when we tell people what they want to hear, not what they need to hear. If you have a friend that's doing that, they need a hug. They need love and they need something because their inner child is screaming and that's what that is. And uh, so people that are younger and they think I got alcohol under control, just wait, man. Because if you continue to do it and, and, and it's, you could th- listen, I'm not saying that I'll never drink and I'm not saying that drinking is the problem. I'm saying you, if you have a crutch, you're not going to feel your feelings and you're not going to advance. So, and if you're drinking to excess, and when I say to excess, it just means, do you get drunk on a, on a regular basis? Is it once a week? Is it once a month? If you have one drink or two drinks, and you never get drunk. I don't know that that's unhealthy. I, it's the same thing with with cannabis. It's the same thing with any of this. You know if it's moderate or if it's ex- or abused. If it's abused, you'll know. And if you abuse it now at a young age, it's going to get a hundred times worse as you fast forward. And I'm interested to see you, you, that you address yourself at 38. Mine was at 42, 43. Um, did, did, I get asked all the time, don't you wish that you uh, would have done it sooner? Don't you think you, don't you wish you would have done it sooner? What's your answer to that, Ace? My answer is hell no, because I am so happy and so excited that I found out about it and did something about it at 38. It wasn't 50, 60, 70, or maybe ever. Like, Man, you just, you just spoke to my heart. I, I, I just, I, sorry to interrupt you because there's so many people. My father died at 46 uh, and he never experienced a day in his life never was present a day in his life my stepfather is 80 something and he will die never ex- living his life and and they never figured it out and man does that scare the bejesus out of me and it wears on me i if you're around me for long enough i'm going to inspire you and then we start talking about you know your relationship with crutches and i tend to irritate some people and i'm sorry because i just don't want any i want everybody to experience the way life the way that we experience it and it's amazing life is amazing and we're only here for a for a finite amount of time people like oh we only live once no no no. you only die once you live every day so i'm not going to waste a day incoherent anymore i wasted enough of them so I got a newsflash. Alcohol is not your friend. Cannabis is not your friend. You know what your friend is? Your inner child. Love that inner child and everything gets better. That's right. I love what you're saying right now. It resonates with me. I know it resonates with my audience and I know your podcast is going to be powerful. I can't wait to get your book as well. It's going to be... I can't wait to read some of those stories (laughs) because... I grew up in in suburban middle class. Like I, I've where got you at, stories. By the way? Where, where are you at? I meant to ask you that. Where are you at? <laughs> uh, I live in Nashville, Tennessee now. I'm originally from oh, Calif- man, California. I just, got, I just went to Nashville. I went down there for the Arte Syndicate uh, with uh, Andy Versella and That's um, right. yeah. And were you, were you there? Uh, I, I wasn't there. No, dude. I love Nashville. I love country. It was very different going there uh you know without sans alcohol i i i went everywhere and i walked into all these bars i still party like a rock star i'm still the life of the party i just uh i just ended a lot sooner and i don't have to apologize and i know where my car is <laughs> and and i save a lot of money so i'm not knocking a uh once in a while party and i'm just saying if you're abusing it we got to address it, but man, Nashville is a great city. So I will, I will come down there. We'll do a live version of this. This is, I love, I love country music. Oh, Makes awesome. you feel good. Oh yeah. Country music. Um, it's absolutely amazing what this town has to offer, but yeah, it's a very indulgent city as well. And what you had said reminded me of 
when I was in my big drinking days as well, I would schedule everything around alcohol. So it wasn't like the main event or I'm going here to spend time with my friends or to watch this sports game. It's like, I'm going to drink and everything else is secondary to that. And it was not a great way to live. It wasn't a healthy way to live. And when you start looking at those parts of your life and compare it to like other parts, like I go to Las Vegas from time to time and gamble, but that's the only time I think of gambling. I've got a set limit. I play, usually lose my money and that's it. I don't have to go back to the ATM over and over and over again because I enjoyed it's entertainment. It's expensive entertainment for me. If I win money, great. Most of the time I don't, but I never had a problem with gambling. And so when I liken that to other things like the pornography and all of that, I was like, oh crap, like this is different. I am using this as a coping mechanism. I am using this as a crutch. And so even in your individual life, just take different things that could be seen as addictive. And I tell you what, you just, you just, forget scheduling around it. My entire day was scheduling a party. Literally, I'd be in with customers. I'd be right now, if I was still indulging in, the, in, in alcohol, I would be texting with people. What, what, what are we doing tonight? What are we doing? Now, let me rephrase that. I have my daughter during the week. So it was Thursday, Friday, Saturdays for me. So it would be, what are we doing Thursday? What are, and it, it, there was so much energy expend, or spent on the party. And I would never be able to be able to connect and be focused on you because I'm looking, where's the, where's, where's the bar? Where's the bar? And, and, you know, again, I want to stress it wasn't, I'm not an alcoholic because I was able to just walk away from it. So, uh, some people may have an unhealthy, be a little bit more addicted to it. Um, and, and there's programs for that and they work. Um, but yeah, that was, that there's so much time you, 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 I get, I gave myself so much time and guess what I get to do with that time? Build myself, which makes me more successful and more happy and gives me more riches, riches in every respect of life. So if you're just think if you let's say you party one day a week, you can give yourself one day a week back. That's 52 extra days of your life. And that doesn't, you know, if you party one day a week, the next day, you're not your best you're really giving yourself a hundred days back because it's just, it's just not worth it. Yep. Exactly. I love that. Getting a hundred days back. It seems and like who parties once, who parties one day a week. It's always at least Friday and Saturday. Come on. Yeah. And yeah, then, that, and then you sit me. on the couch all day Sunday. And I used to, I used to wake up in the morning and look at my wallet and come back and I have no money. I'm like, where, where did I, what did I do last night? What was, what was it? And then, Oh, I, I, those were days were necessary. That's I had to go through that to become this person. So I would never take it back, but man, I don't miss it. And I still have just as much fun in a whole different healthy method. And then I know when I need time for recharging, so there's, there's times where I, or my Saturdays where I'm like, I don't want to do anything. And I just sit and read and tr- recharge. Yep. And uh, back then that- when I was partying, man, it was go, 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 go. And drink, 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 drink. And boy, was it fun. I'm not going to lie. I had fun, but it wasn't healthy and it was not sustainable. Exactly. And I was exactly. just masking. I was just masking that childhood trauma. That's literally if I can, if they can take anything away from this podcast, if you drink or do drugs or do porn, any tr- any trigger, there is a reason for it. Figure that reason out, address that reason. Not saying it's easy. Address that reason, and I and your life, you get your life. You will start living your life. That is your rebirth. You will email the this show and say thank you, Kelly and Ace. You just saved my life, or you just started my life. Because really, I don't, I, I don't think my life started until. I really, I, I redefine the nation until I, until I got rid of that best friend of alcohol. I feel the same way that my life was reborn. The minute I started to take a step forward of letting go of that old life, letting go of all those disempowering beliefs and bad habits. The thing that I've realized too, 
is when you make a significant change like both of us have done, what happens is when you enter in a new life, you have to say goodbye to the old life. So there's certain people that you have to get away from depending on y'all's relationship, things like that. But it's scary. It's scary to step into this new life, but you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way because just like you, I am happy every single day. I might not be high energy, excited 24 seven or anything like that, but I will choose this life every day for the rest of my life because it is so much better. It is so much richer. It is so much more fulfilling. Couldn't agree more, man. Took the words right out of my mouth. So I, I just love yeah. it. I love it. I love life. <laughs> life is so good. And I am just getting started of what I'm going to do. Uh, you, the best is the, yet to the, come. The, 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 the world is about to know who Kelly Siegel is. Trust me, because I do have the energy and I am coming. That's awesome. So let's jump into that. We only have a few minutes left. What's in the future for you? You've started this podcast. The book is coming out. What What's your idea of what you want the next few years to look like? You know, I, 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 I'm going to, I have a donut. I, I have a, <laughs> that you could tell I have a lot of things on my mind that I want to do. Uh, and they all are giving back to anybody and anything. Uh, I, I love looking into my text messages daily and hearing from people that said, you've inspired me to stop my pornography addiction. You've inspired me to live a positive life. You've inspired me to stop drugs. You've inspired me. To, and I get it daily. And I want more because that's making a difference. Um, and being harder than life is not, is not easy, but, but everybody can do it. I did it. I'm just a poor kid from eight mile and I am living the best life. So I'm going to keep pressing. I have started making ins with personal development people. And once, once the message gets out, I'm not doing this for the money. Uh, it, it's, it's probably going to multiply. And then we're going to, I have a very big lofty financial goal to donate to charity, uh, starting off at six figures. And then we're going to go to seven. So I've made exactly zero dollars. Uh, I've sold a bunch of books. I don't know how many yet because Amazon's pre sold them before they were supposed to. But, you know, again, a portion of every dollar is going straight to these children's charities and then families against narcotics. So uh, I'm going to give back and we'll see where the, where it takes us. I don't I don't know. My assumption is that NTM is going to grow because people want to work with my craziness. And um, it's just keep going on and keep spreading the awareness that there's a different way that life is good. And um, you'll meet amazing people like you and, and, and help in any way, shape or form. I just got off a call with, with uh, someone who is, uh, was, is beat cancer. So I'm going to get them to the front of the line on the podcast and, and just keep creating awareness and doing good things and uh, spreading the word and see where, where, where it comes. My guess is that um, we're going to meet that six figure goal this year. And then we're going to go after that seven figures very fast and we're going to put it all over social media. So and hopefully that answers your question. I do have a question for you. Your, your pr podcast producer, Noah, I, I listened to his uh, podcast. Did he win his uh, city council seat? He is still in the race. I think he has about two or three months to go. Him and I are actually going to be meeting in person for the first time. I've worked with this guy now for about four or five months. And we're going to be meeting in the Grand Canyon. Uh, one of the things I, I call this guy, my Bia, my brother in arms. Joshua Gillow, he's got his own podcast, Outer Spaces. Phenomenal guy. He's the guy that got me into podcasts. What we do is a few times a year, we have these immersion events. So we're going to take about a dozen people, go to the Grand Canyon. We're going to hike down into the canyon and all the way back up. It's 4,000 feet down, 4,000 feet up, probably take about eight hours. We're going to do uh, ice baths things like that. So essentially we're going to do these transformational experience events for people kind of similar to what I had talked about earlier about the event that really broke me down to build me back up. And so Joshua does a fantastic job with these events. He invited me to be a keynote speaker and to be part of it. So I'm actually going to meet Noah in person and work with him the same way that other people have worked with me. But Noah is a fantastic 
guy, the episode you listen to, he's absolutely phenomenal. He's young. I think he's only 21 right now and running for city council. And the funny thing is when he read my book, he was on a plane to Iceland. And when he came back, somebody approached him and asked him about running for council. And he said that my book inspired him to do that. And that's the power of what a book can do. What these messages can do, it literally can change people's lives. It changed his life. And I couldn't be more blessed to be just a a small part of it. I'm not doing the work. He's doing all the work running for city council. And I'm, I'm sure whether he wins or not, he is going to make a change in this world and do some amazing things. And everybody has the ability to do that. It's just so incredible. Once you start believing in yourself and the daily discipline, it always goes back to daily discipline. What are you doing consistently on a daily basis to make yourself better so that you can be better for other people? Absolutely, man. And, and you know what, uh, please include me on some of those uh, things because that's just my game. Uh, I, I, I want to get involved. I want to be around more like-minded people. Uh, you were talking about some of the struggles of, of changing it. Sometimes I don't know who I am or what I, what, you know, I, I'm a fish out of water sometimes. I feel like the full vulnerability, I some, feel like sometimes I'm running a race where, of one where nobody else is running with me. And it gets lonely and I, and I, and, and I've lose my, I don't lose my focus, but I I'm like, wait, am I doing something wrong? Am, why am I going down this road less, less traveled? And, you know, I wish I always felt great. I just, I don't, um, you know, I watch people that, that, that are partying and having a good time and it looks fun, but I, I just, it just it's not, it's not something I wanted. So I, I need to find a new, more, more, people and i'm traveling back and forth between detroit and florida all the time but hey i'll shoot to the grand canyon and it come uh i, I will award you i'm a lot <laughs> i i have uh, a big presence i love my life i love everybody and i love everything when you say grand canyon it just speaks to my soul it's you know that's one of the uh, seven wonders of the world and it's it's just epic and being sober and present I'm able to go and do things that I, I, and pay attention and love it. I went to Thailand for three weeks. I remember nothing. I remember we did the, the hangover before the hangover came out. Um, there's so many things that I've done that are epic in this world. I barely remember them. So I got to go live my life, relive my life. Um, and I want to do that. And, and, and that's just fun, man. That's awesome. So I'm, I'm just, please, uh, include me on, on on whatever email that is. You have my contact information, and we'll we'll exchange cell phones after this. And stay in touch, man. You made oh, a yeah. friend. Oh yeah, no, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. It's so crazy how our missions are so uh, intimately intertwined, and I know you're going to make a huge impact on people's lives. I'm so excited once again. For those of you listening, the book is called Harder Than Life. Go to harder life sorry, harder than life.com order a copy. I'm assuming it's on Amazon and all of that as yeah. well. Yeah. Just go to harder than life. Cause there's three points where we're, what we're doing. And, and this, I want to talk to Trevor or Noah about this, uh, as well as, you know, the, the three ways to, to, uh, raise funds to, to be able to donate is, you know, through advertisements and, and revenue from the, um, uh, podcast. Then there's the book sales, and then there's, uh, I do keynote and, and, uh, inspirational, motivational speaking. So that's all available on, um, on harderthanlife.com. So you can go there and see, uh, you, you want to see somebody who's obnoxious, who's put me, put them, put me in front of a room of people or a group of people with a microphone and you will be entertained. I, I should probably do some stand up comedy, but I just, I, I love my life. I, I've battled some of the craziest times and crazy. I, I really believe I'm dealing with house money. I have been shot at. I've been stabbed. I have been beat. I probably shouldn't be here. So there's a reason I'm here and I'll tease. I, I'm like the chosen one. I'm coming, man. And I'm going to have fun and I'm coming to make the, make the, the wood pile a little higher. And, uh, and, and I'm going I'm, to, I'm coming to, to love on people and, and change people's lives and, and it's just, it's just, you'll see, it's a different kind of energy that I bring, uh, 
that I love. I'm very proud of it. I'm not apologetic about it, but it's it's, it's a lot. People are going to go, oh, <laughs> who's the animal that just walked in? Well, I honestly believe as a man, we don't apologize for doing our job. Your, do- your job now in this new chapter of your life is to empower, inspire, and change people's lives. No need to apologize ever. Bam. Bam. That's good. You, you just... I love it, dude. I'm, I'm, I, I'm honored to be on this podcast and meet you. Likewise. Likewise. So for those of you listening, Kelly, Superman, Siegel, harderthanlife.com. Check out the podcast. It's also called Harder Than Life. Buy the book. Get him as a speaker. This man is going to change lives and it's going to happen quick. So for all of those listening, thank you once again for checking out superhero by design i love what i do i love that i get such amazing support so just empower yourselves take that risk take that chance get uncomfortable because everything is better on the other side and with that said peace out